Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 171 of Art for Your Ear. Today's episode is supported by Thrive and their fabulous online network. It's kind of like a Facebook group for artists without, you know, being Facebook. It is particularly handy at the moment, what with a worldwide lockdown underway. I was actually on the network just the other day trying to figure out how Zoom video conferencing works because I have a few artsy ideas um, for things that we can all do together online. So stay tuned for that. Anywho, let me give you the rundown. The Thrive Network is a positive and supportive space on the internet where you can connect with other female and female identifying artists to ask questions, share insights, or access vetted resources. Speaking of resources, the Thrive team has created an entire resource library, where I was looking for the Zoom info, um, on the most asked questions and concerns that have come up over the past five years of running Thrive. There is info about pricing work, how to sell your work, writing artist statements, revamping your website, basically all of the things that come up as we're trying to do this whole art thing on our own. Oh, and as we speak, they're working on a resource-filled guide to help during the next couple of months of the insanity that we're all experiencing thanks to COVID-19. That guide will be up on the network in the next few days to a week. A membership to the Thrive Network is only $25 a month, and if you want to try it first, you can for free. Yep, they are offering a free week-long trial. So just head over to thriveartstudio.com network. That's Thrive Art Studio, all one word, dot com slash network. So you asked, well, actually you shouted, and I listened. Ashley Longshore is back on the podcast today. Ashley is always a bedazzled bright light. And since we're in the middle of a worldwide shitstorm, I knew she'd provide a much needed burst of positivity. That said, just like all of us, Experiencing a global pandemic has also rocked her world. Rightly so. She wouldn't be human if it didn't. Anyway, about a week ago, I put up a post on Instagram announcing that Ashley would be back, and I asked you to give me all the questions you have for her. Yep, I turned the interview over to you guys, and she answered everything (laughs) on advice from pricing work and how to work with big brands to her thoughts on vajayshals which by the way are a real thing, um, and answered uh, the question of who takes all of the photos of her sitting on the toilet for Instagram. Yes, we literally covered it all. I'm going to jump right in because my favorite part of this whole interview is the answer she gives right off the top. Question number one sent in by one of you is, what is the first positive thought Ashley actively focuses on when anxiety hits hard? Her answer is beautiful and something every single one of us should be doing every single day. Oh, and as always, this episode may have one or two curse words in it, so this is for grown-up ears only, okay? (laughs) Ready? Calling Ashley at her home in New Orleans. Ashley. Screaming therapy, Danielle. I highly recommend it. I saw you and your dad doing it on uh, your stories. It just is a release of pinned up energy that I think is really, I don't know, emotionally helpful right now. <laughs> oh, I think we should all take a moment and scream. I think so. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Two, three. Ah! 
Danielle, you, you got to work on your, you got to scream longer I, <laughs> and I louder. I have a 13 year old that's still sleeping. So that's why I'm controlling myself. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Don't Although scream. He could Silence. Wake up. It's noon. But uh, the thing is, what's he going to do once he gets up? Well, let's up? talk about stuff in this crazy, unprecedented, new experience that we're all having globally. It's <coughs> so crazy. It's so, There's no other word. So how are you feeling? Are you feeling... Because I have been going back and forth between feeling like, okay, I'm going to use this time to be productive. And then and then I cry and then feel super anxious. And then I'm like, ah, productive, productive. I am a piece of driftwood being yanked by tides right now. And, you know, Danielle, I have a huge team of people um, yeah. that, you know, photographers, my sales team. I've got bedazzlers. I've got graphic designers. I've got, you know. Um, I feel a huge responsibility to not lay anybody off and take care of everyone right now. So I have this mama hen kind of weighted the world on my shoulders. And then, you know, I'm freaked out and concerned about humanity. I am worried about the people that I love, about their health. I am, uh, I mean, I'm feeling lots of feelings and, you know, yeah, I, last week I haven't cried like that. And I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how long, um, riddled with fear, riddled with anxiety, which, you know, I mean, I, I am an anxious person to begin with. Um, which is why, which is why I started painting and being creative because it was very meditative and made me feel good. Um, so, you know, right now it's just, I, I, but I feel, you know what, we're, we're all in this together and we all feel anxious. Um, yeah, but I feel like creative people are extremely sensitive and I've been reaching out to so many of my artist friends and, um, some of my friends who are artists are painting wildly because it's helping them and others are just stifled right now. Yeah. Um, because it's, you almost just don't even know. I'm having an issue right now with my own creative thought because I, I have so much anxiety and normally like I'm a very neat person. Like my studio is very neat. I don't like to get paint on my hands. Everything is organized. And when I feel like everything is organized around me, then I'm like, okay, now I can paint. So I'm just going through all of these motions of, you know, having anxiety about my team, um, you know, checking on my collectors, writing emails, reaching out to people that have been so supportive to me and my team. And, um, <sighs> yeah, it doesn't feel, the world doesn't feel very organized right now, does it? No, it doesn't. But at the same time, I'm finding so much joy in humor and listening to Aretha Franklin and, eating cheese naked out of the refrigerator <laughs> and screaming therapy. And, uh, you know, it's beautiful here in new Orleans right now. So going out and, you know, getting some D girl, yeah. I'm getting that D, you know, yeah, that's super um, important too. Vitamin D is really good right now. If you can get any, uh, actually any kind of D you can get right now is good. <laughs> um, there's another painting, <laughs> you know, all, all I'm saying is, to the artists that are listening, you, you ain't alone right now if you're freaked out and scared. I'll say this, though. This does bring out the best in humanity, and it is incredible, the collectors who are out there, that 
want to be supportive, that are buying art, that want to help artists right now. And, um, you know, that's pretty fucking awesome, man. You know, Mm -hmm. it's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, I, you know, I'm an optimist, so I do believe in the better part of humanity. I do know that this is temporary and I keep saying that in my mind. This is temporary. This is temporary. Um, I'm literally only watching like the evening news for 30 minutes and then I turn off the fucking TV. Yeah. Um, because it just, it does just, it just, I don't know. For me, it's like, it's like an anal thrust of anxiety I know. Um, <laughs> with no lube at all. Unexpected, <laughs> not knowing that it's coming, which is no fun. If anybody's ever experienced that, um, you know, but, but, but it is temporary. This is temporary. And I think, I just feel like we've all been grounded. I feel like we've been sent to our rooms to think about what we've done. Yeah. To cl- to clean up, to do things that we have, we, you know, we move so fast that we haven't taken the time to do. I know. I was um, just saying that to Greg uh, yesterday. I was like, I wonder, because, you know, I'm trying to tell myself it's temporary, it's temporary. And like, I wonder what the world will be like, like say come September when hopefully we can get back to normal life. Are people going to just go right back to how life was or... Are there going to be major cultural shifts? I mean, I know, like, for me, like, all I'm thinking about is the motherfucking party that's going to happen when this is over. (laughs) I'm thinking about the fact that I'm going to French kiss all of my friends (laughs) when I see them. I'm thinking about the fact that I normally am like, oh, my God, when I get to a restaurant, I don't want to sit at the bar and wait for a table. I can't wait (laughs) to go to a bar and have to wait for 45 minutes and drink martinis and have conversations with people. I can't fucking wait to, you know, hold hands with people and hug my collectors in my studio again and take photographs. You know, like I, I, I can't wait for that magnetic, incredible human interaction that, um, you know, sometimes that we, we were fucking taken for granted. And you know, the other thing is, fuck, this is, this is not about, um, class or how much money you have or the color of your skin or, you know, this is this thing. I mean, my God, Prince Charles and Tom Hanks. And look at the incredible humans that we've lost to this. I, I mean, it's, it's fucking, this is fucking terrifying, man. I know. This is fucking terrifying. Um, music does help though. I will say this music does calm the beast. I really, love listening to music right now um I've i been, just uploaded the new the new weekend album it's pretty great <laughs> dancing around naked oh love dancing around naked sure. oh yeah sure get the oh. cheese out of the fridge you're all set oh yeah oh, i'm even advanced <laughs> with it girl i do it in front of the mirror i do it with the drapes open just to give the fucking neighbors a little something to chuckle at well you sure know? gives them a break from the news well, I just released all those self-portraits of my titties uh, and everything I know. else. I have that written down in all caps. Self-portrait series. Because you know what I loved, actually, before the, you released those, was the picture of yourself naked in the desert shower. Oh, yeah. I just thought I, I thought I should share that. I loved that picture so much. And then when I saw the um, your portrait series come out, I was like, I wonder if that came from, you know, taking a picture of your butt in a shower outside. I think I'm just trying to be more vulnerable. I yeah, mean, that's vulnerable, right? It's awesome. You know, fuck it. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to lose, and I just feel like, you know, I just felt like I needed to explore all the different roles that society is putting on me to play. You know, as a woman in my yeah. own life, like you know, 
I don't have my own children. People are like, oh, you're not a mother. Don't you want to be a mother? Or, um, oh, you know, I'm always supposed to be funny because I, I do, you know, I, I, I am kind of funny. You are a little, <laughs> so like I, a little I, tiny I bit. I myself as a clown. <laughs> like, you know, I'm supposed to be a businessman and make all this money. Um, it, you know, I really enjoyed painting that series. I yeah, really, really enjoyed fantastic. it. They're fantastic. And just, and they really are just so bold and so vulnerable at the exact same time. I just love them. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to be vulnerable. I want, I want artists to know right now, like I, I'm fucking scared. Like I'm terrified. I have cried myself to sleep at night. Last night at like 1145, I was trying to go to bed and, and, and I'm, and I gotta be upbeat for my team. You know, like I'm FaceTiming, everybody's working remotely from their house and, um, I'm trying to be a good leader. I've never been in this position before, but last night I just freaked out. I just was like, started having all this anxiety and like panicking. And I'm like, Oh my God, Ashley, like, fuck, you've just got to get to sleep. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared too. I'm scared of all kinds of things right now, but, uh, Me you too. know, that's I'm, exactly how I feel. And it's, it's like the, it runs the gamut of the things that I, I'm worried about. And then, but you were saying like right off the top, I figured out, like I've been taking anxiety medication since I was about 40 and which is the best thing I ever did for myself, but it seems to be doing nothing right now. And um, what I have figured out in the last few years is that all of my anxiety comes from lack of control. So anytime I feel like I can't micromanage a situation I, I, you know, I start to feel that panic attack feeling and my God, like this, it, like you just said, this doesn't care about age, race, you know, anything. And so it's like, no. of course I can't control this. And it's really hard to wrap your head around. It's like, okay, so what I can control is I can stay in my house. I can keep my family safe and I can try and entertain the jealous curator crowd. Like that's all I can do. And maybe the lesson here is like, out of all these things we can't control, you know what we miss? We miss people. Yeah. I love people. Yeah. We And we are all fucking connected. And I mean, isn't that what art is about? It's yes. about the human existence. It's about people that are expressing, you know, their own life experience and the connectivity of that. And, you know, like when the museum started shutting, when the Guggenheim and, you know, MoMA and like, and then, you know, the museums in New Orleans are shutting and it's like, shit. But haven't you found, like, I just find online, like, the artists have so risen to the occasion. Like, so many people are doing collaborative projects and reaching out to other people and, like, sewing masks and doing all sorts of amazing things. And it's like, yes, like, you know, I was joking when all this stuff started because, you know, none of us, I mean, it changes daily. Like, you didn't realize the severity of it, right? And But I was like, uh, stay at home in my pajamas, drinking coffee, making art. Cool. Yes, I've got please. this. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, um, and I think that artists already are kind of those people, right? Like we love a day where it's just like you just get to we stay We are home. solitary. We are, we solitary. are solitary by nature. Yeah. Yes. So I think uh, so many artists have just risen to the occasion. And of course, there's anxiety because, you know, you're not allowed to go out. So that changes mentally how you feel about it. But um, the community online has gone bananas and that's like one of those silver linings that like these glimmers of hope that I hope when all this is over you know all of that stays and and we keep growing that and um you know it's just it's been really 
um, you know, I keep talking about making lemonade out of all this giant pile of lemons that we're sitting in. And I feel like that's happening. Like there's quite a bit of lemonade flowing around. And, fuck, and you're, fuck you're lemonade, making... lemonade, Danielle. <laughs> this is about taking shit and turning it into fertilizer. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know? oh, let's talk about your fertilizer because those um, coloring pages you put out. Was oh, that just yesterday? Oh, my God. That brought me so much fucking joy yesterday, and it's people have been sending me pictures all day today, and I'm gonna keep releasing these coloring pages and of the the you know, I'm I'm using a lot of the um, portraits that I painted that are um, at Diane von Furstenberg's store yeah. of incredible women because I thought what a great learning lesson and like this one lady um, messaged me she's like oh my god we. I played Nina Simone for my daughter all day yesterday, and then I read Nina's Wikipedia, and then my daughter did this drawing of her, and it was such a wonderful day. Like, I mean, That's uh, to, uh, to listen to Nina Simone all day, you know, and then and then to learn about Florence Nightingale, and I think the other thing is all of these, you know, Malala and Greta, you know, mm-hmm. all of the, these these people are all going. They've all gone through horrible things in their life. They're dealing with stuff, you know, and I think there's lots of lessons to be learned um, about how these mentors that we have, how they got through stuff. And and there's not a better time right now than to to learn about people, you know, that that overcame fear and overcame uh, adversity. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. And, and again, for me, just seeing these videos and pictures of kids that are learning and drawing, it, it made me really happy. I mean, that's me what it's all about. I was just going through your stories of all of, and like the kids are so proud holding up their coloring pages. And it's just like, yes. And like, as a mom, I mean, Charlie's not little, he's 13, but we, you know, we've been told he's, he's on spring break right now, but that he, his school won't be back until September. What do you do with a kid who's home till September? You know what I mean? And uh, so I love that, like, kids are coloring and there's projects out there. And, you know, it's it's like, okay, great. I know. I'm not, I'm not hearing a whole lot from the, uh, oh, my God, kids are, like, the greatest part of life. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not hearing a whole lot from them these days. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Ashley, I, why I'm don't you have babies? Like, I'm seeing things like teachers need to make a billion fucking dollars a year. P.S. The end, you know? Um, well, you know, I was so proud of my kid, actually, because uh, so he's on he's on Xbox all the time with his friends, which is actually awesome right now because they're socializing every day because they're all on their headsets. Right. So they're laughing and chatting and joking around. So it's like it's like a giant sleepover but everyone's home and safe and not breathing on each other. Right. Um, but then I overheard Charlie say, you guys, this is going to get really boring really quick. And he said, why don't we, they haven't played Minecraft in years, but he's like, why don't we start a Minecraft world that, cause that'll last us for a long time. And he's like, we'll set up quadrants and you can go grow grain and you can have honeycomb and we'll like trade materials and we'll build up the, so it's like a social studies project. So every day they go on, there's five of them and they just work on this world and they're building building windmills and they're like making it sustainable and all and it's like all right I'm just gonna slowly back out of the room that's cool <laughs> it's really that's cool. cool you know what I've been thinking about what this this whole thing is gonna trigger are the robotics in, industry oh yeah I mean think about it like yeah. you know like all of these brilliant technological minds that are like well if we have robots that are doing this and that then you know, we wouldn't have to shut down this business and that business. Like, I think this is going to fuel this whole other like movement of robots. 
that being said, it's never been a better time to be an artist because the human experience and, and the relationship between the artist, the creator and the viewer shares such a connectivity and incredible part of life. Yeah. You know, that I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just think, I think humanity and, uh, artists and, um, you know, we, we need, we need it now more than ever. We well, need we it literally now are going through it together. Like, it's not just like, Oh, this is like a North American thing <clears throat> or this is like the me too movement or this is like this movement or this is, you know, whatever. It's like, this is literally affecting everyone. You know, we can't come out of it without, you know, like everyone knows what this means. Yeah. You know, which it's is, fu- is it's crazy. Fucking, it's fucking crazy. It really is. Um, I, I, I can't believe we're living through you it. Say, you said you had some questions for me. Well, I, some yes. Questions. Okay. So what I, I put out a post, uh, when this was all the shit was hitting the fan. Cause I, I was already getting messages of people going, Oh my God, please get Ashley on because I need to laugh about Bukaki or something. So I was oh like, God. okay, I'm on it. So I said, I'm having Ashley on, send me your questions. So some of them are legit. Some of them are crazy. Um, so we're going to go through, we're going to, there's, I've got 10 of them. Okay. Let's rock and fucking roll, Danielle. Okay. Uh, do you want an easy one or a hard one off the top? I don't give a shit. Just fucking lay it on All me. right. Okay. Here we go. This is. Okay, what is the first positive thought you actively focus on when and if anxiety is hitting hard? Do you throw on music? What when you can feel that anxiety building? What's your go-to? Naked cheese? Like what? What's your go-to? Um, the first thing I'll do is make up my bed because if you make up your bed, you've already done something uh, for the whole entire day. Then I brush my fangs. Okay. Then I put on a bra. All right. I've got clean teeth. My titties are in a sling and my bed is fucking made. I'm winning. And let me tell you what I do. I do little things like that. And then I go, girl, you're doing good. Fuck yeah, girl. I have this inner monologue. that's like, look at you. You got this. You didn't even have to do that. And you did it. You didn't even have to brush those fangs. Look at you. Look at those pearly whites. (laughs) Ding. Go out and smile at the sun for a second. It's literally this inner monologue of everybody. Like, boom, I had my coffee. I rinsed out my cup. Ooh, I'm the winner today. I'm the winner today. It, It is just... The smallest things like that, like, you know what? I'm going to make a post. I'm going to put some fucking positivity out there this morning. I'm going to get on Instagram. I'm going to put some music out there. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do something and I'm just going to like lay it. I'm going to lay the tone for my day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eating cheese naked is just like that. That is just like a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's just Tuesday. <laughs> this, this other way of thinking is a mindset. And I've got to be honest with you. I think it's the only reason that I've gotten where I've gotten in my career, because there were a lot of years where the, the doorbell wasn't ringing. The email wasn't dinging. You know what I mean? Yeah. The phone, you know, wasn't buzzing. And it was literally like, you're going to do this painting. And that, that was back before I could even afford to buy a canvas that was already stretched. I'm like, I'm going to fucking build this canvas. Oh, look how tight I pulled that canvas. Yes. Now I'm going to gesso this thing. You know, a girl, look at you. You are ready to go. It's just this inner voice of, it's like when you're in kindergarten, you learned about the little engine that could. Yeah. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And I know that is ridiculous. It's the only way I've gotten through bullies. It's the only way I've gotten through failure. It's the only way I've gotten through 
anything. And I'll tell you one damn thing. It's how I'm going to get through this fucking pandemic, mm-hmm. even with my team, you know, um, <clears throat> the little things, Hey, you know, we got these panels. Um, all right. I finished painting them. Uh, you know, I've got them at my bedazzle apprentices. They're glittering. They say, girl, you have glittered that I'm like anything has ever been glittered. It is fucking perfect. It's just those words of optimism instead of letting that, Oh my God, I'm terrified. Everything's going to fucking go to hell. I'm not going to make any money. People are going to stop buying artwork. My career is over. I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. I'm going to fucking starve to death. Everybody (laughs) hates me. I don't have any friends. I'm never going to get laid again. Um, My weed dealer isn't answering my phone calls. Uh, I think I might be allergic to alcohol. I can't take any more Xanax. You know, like you can, you can build a fucking, I can build a city in my mind. And I think that with creative people, you know, this is what I was saying earlier. We are very sensitive. Our creativity doesn't just stop with creating art. You could have an interaction with somebody and then build a whole scenario in your mind. We are sensitive. We are creative. It's like, it's, it, you know, that creativity can seep into a tsunami of fear and anxiety in our lives. And well, I was just going to ask you if that positive, like you did it girl, your teeth are brushed. Does that voice ever get interrupted by like a negative voice going, what's the point in brushing your teeth? You're not leaving the house anyway. Hell no. No, you don't hear that voice or you don't let it interrupt. No, no, I'm going to brush my fangs. Damn it. I'm going to brush my fangs (laughs) and I'm going to brush them good. You know, then I'm going to pop them out and I'm going to go get busy with something because I want my fangs to get wet. You know, I I figured that was your answer, but I had to ask because I'm like my own Don King. I'm my own hype person. You know, like I feel like if you have if you have to depend on other people to go, oh, my God, you're awesome. Oh, my God. You're never going to get to where you want to be. This whole hype thing starts inside of your own mind. You Mm -hmm. know, how are we going to get through this pandemic? We're going to do it individually. We're going to do it with optimism. We're going to do it. We're going to help out our brothers and sisters out there. You know, I've been very fortunate this week. My collectors are coming through to me. You know what we're going to do? We're fucking donating money, man. We're donating money to the fucking food banks. This week alone, Danielle, I'm donating $12,500 to the fucking Second Harvest Food Bank. I plan on doing that every week that I'm having success during all this. I'm giving back to my fucking brothers and sisters out there, the elderly children, people, healthcare workers that are out there busting their fucking asses, kids that have been in public school where we knew they were getting breakfast and lunch every day. They may be in a situation now where they don't have that. You know what, damn it. I'm going to make sure that the bank can fulfill all of those fucking requests to the best and most of my ability. Mm-hmm. That makes me fucking feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm just, you know, optimism. And it starts with that little voice of like, you got out of bed. Oh, yes. You Have you been like that your whole life? Having that little I think, positive I, I voice? I think I've had to be. I think yeah. I had to be because I was a little nerd. I mean, I got picked on. I felt awkward. I didn't fit in. I didn't have a cheerleader body. Um, you know, I, I, I had to be able to survive. And so for me, the easiest way, and also it's free, by the way. It's fucking free (laughs) to just tell yourself, you did so good for brushing your teeth this morning. (laughs) Now, that being said, I've had a knot in the back of my hair for eight weeks that I'm not touching. (laughs) 
I don't have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think that's so, and the reason I, like, I already knew what your answer was going to be when I asked about the negative voice, but I think so many people, because they are sensitive or whatever, or they've been, you know, they've, they've believed the bad things that were said when they were younger, instead of flipping it around, I think you have to train yourself to have that positive little voice. And I think it's awesome advice to be like, don't start with like praising yourself for a masterpiece that you painted. Praise yourself for getting up and putting a bra on. You know, it's like small steps. Like if you can, if you can or, encourage or yourself. Or Danielle, praise yourself for not putting on a bra. Exactly. Like me, but I'm not wearing one and I love it. <laughs> I, I actually do have a bra on right now. I not do me. have a bra on. Um, but it, let me tell you something, honey, it's coming off. It's fucking, it's going to come <laughs> off and I'm going to jump in my swimming pool naked in a little oh, while. Yeah, and, uh, sounds good. if the neighbors want to see it, they're more than likely to have a gander. If they don't want to see it, they can look the other way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So optimism, yeah. uh, those little thoughts right now in between all of these scary, um, you know, optimistic thoughts in between the scary ones. Yeah. I like, I think that's really good. It's really, and it's a really good thing to train yourself to do. So everybody start doing that. Yay. You turned on a podcast and listened. Good for you. Whether you're wearing a bra or not. Okay. Next question. Um, would you ever, uh, does Ashley ever want to time travel to an art era and take over like the salon in the 1880s or New York 1950s? Was there a time where you would love to take over? I mean, I have to be honest with you. I really like where I am right now. I feel really good about where I am right now. Um, it's kind of like if somebody asked me if I'd want to go to space. Um, no, I'm an earthling. I'm totally an earthling. I want to be here. I'm, I'm terrified of floating free in space. Um, into another, God, you know what? I would like to zing into the future. I would just like to see things like two or 300 years from now. Even mm. if I was just like a little spirit floating all over all of it, I would love to see what humans do and what is happening with the planet. And I have to tell you, I feel like, I feel like it'll be beautiful. I feel like it would be really incredible. I can't imagine all the technology in different ways that artists would be able to uh, put their thoughts in tangible form. Um, mm. like for example, you know, they already have the technology. Um, it's very expensive and I don't think individuals have it, but, um, there are some companies that have created this hologram technology where like me and you could be holograms right now. People could upload a podcast and it could be me and you sitting on a sofa in front of somebody right now in their living room. Um, I mean, how fucking cool is that? Very. Um, I just, I, yeah, I would want to go into the future. I don't want to go into the past mm -hmm. the same way in my life. Like when people have been like, what would you change about your life? Bitch, I don't want to change anything about my fucking life. I mean, I've tried as hard as I could. I've worked as hard as I could. I, I've learned from my failures. I'm trying to move forward. I mean, I've got a ton to fucking learn. I mean, I haven't even remotely learned everything I've got to learn. I don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. I want to be now. I want to be right now, right now where we are. I want to feel it. I want to be in this moment, even if it hurts. And then, and then I want to be excited and optimistic for the future. So I think I, I would want to go into the future. Yeah. I like that. That was a good answer. 
Excellent. All right, now, I don't know if you can even do this, but <clears throat> what does Ashley like to read in her spare time slash do you have spare time? <laughs> um, you know, I do have spare time. Um, and I like to play my guitar. I play with my dogs. I do little stupid watercolors while the news is on. Um, what do I like to read? I mean, I like to research, um, you know, a lot of these amazing women that I've been painting, mm-hmm. I'm, I, but I'm not, I'm not a big reader. You would, you would very rarely see me with a fucking book. Um, now art books, you will see me looking at art books. Um, and I used to buy magazines all the time, but I feel like, you know, um, look, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't like to take an hour and you know, check out a little TikTok. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't like to see what my friends were up to on social media and kind of see, um, you know, what all the artists I follow, what they're creating and what they're doing. And I love to see what's happening in fashion and, um, um, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm really not a reader. And I even bought a Kindle once. Yeah. And I started reading this book called uh, Primates of Park Avenue, which I was very tickled by about those women who will like, you know, bump up against you with their Birkin or roll their <laughs> eyes at you if your diamonds aren't big enough. Cause I think that's so funny. <laughs> it's such a funny <laughs> way of flexing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a reader. Me, me either. I used to, I, I used like to, to do shit with my hands, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I know. And I find like, uh, if I have spare time, I, I usually am in the studio now or like all, um, I like, uh, cutting stuff out of books. <laughs> that's, that's like anti-reader. I you like keep to cut doing that, stuff Danielle. out of books. You keep doing that. You're damn good at it. <laughs> Did you see, I put up a couple, cause I've been, I put out that, um, 30 day art quarantine hashtag like a uh-huh. week and a half ago. There's over 7,000 posts on there now. People are going bananas, and it's so... Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It's so cool. Like, they're doing it. They're staying home, and they're making stuff. And um, anyway, so I'm playing along, too. And uh, so I've been cutting out my little people, and instead of putting them on paint blobs, I've been putting them on giant domestic things, because I feel like my only inspiration right now is in my house, right? So there's one of... Uh, a little tiny guy walking around a giant pie and somebody on a climbing a house plant, somebody else on, on this giant couch. Oh my God, Danielle. I love it's that. It's so funny. And I just did yesterday a series of pet ones because I think all the pets out there are like, why the fuck are you people here all the time? This is their season. (laughs) Cats are like, get the fuck out. Dogs are like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Finally. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Although a lot of people have posted pictures of their dogs who are exhausted because they cannot go for one more walk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Um, Okay. Um, Should we? Okay. This is a pricing question. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, you and I. I would love to hear Ashley's thoughts on pricing work. How do you start low and then bring prices up over time? Yes. Yeah. How do you do it? Do I do not believe in emotional pricing. I think you could love one piece more than another, but it doesn't, you can't make that one more, more expensive than the others. I feel like if you're an artist and we all know the art market and we all are talking about creating value, you know, here's how I see it. Everything you make is valuable because one day you are going to die. I am going to die one day. Hopefully I'll be 130. But there are only so many days in my life that I can create 
That is why artists are special. That is why we give them value. That being said, when you start out, you need to price your work so that, you know, I don't know for, and this is just me. This is my opinion. This is not law or anything like that. This is how I've done it with my career. Mm -hmm. 25 years ago, I had a bunch of little, I would go get wood from Home Depot and paint on them. I would make those motherfucking things $75, Yeah, you know, and, and I would think to myself, well, what's $75? Well, $75, somebody might spend that at dinner. Were they going to spend that on this little piece of art that they get to have forever? How cool is that? Mm-hmm. When you have your art at $75 and then you cannot keep your art at $75 anymore and they continue to sell you may want to consider making that piece of art $120. It is the law of economics. It is supply and demand. My other thing is, you know, and and as you continue to do that, it goes up. As you continue to become more collectible, you know, it, it is about your time. It's about You know, if I'm doing this 24 by 24 and it costs $500 and every time I post them, they sell immediately. It, the laws of economics are the price needs to fucking go up, Right. you know, you make it fucking go up. And if you want to start, so say your, your, your $75 ones are now 120 things are going well. Do you go, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to start doing bigger work so that the price can like, so I can put bigger prices. Sure. Sure. So let's say you do, you do a piece that is twice, that is, you know, double the size of the $75 one. What are you going to, you going to make that 150 bucks? This, I mean, I have always priced by size, not emotions. Now let's say you're the type of artist and God bless artists that spend six months on one painting. I love you. I'm in awe of you the meticulousness, the OCD, the, it's it, the energy that's in the work. I mean, you know what I mean, Danielle, oh, I these do. artists that are, I know. you know, you have to, you have to figure out if I can only do two paintings a year, what do I need to survive? What, what do I, you know, and you have to find a starting point there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not a fan of emotional pricing as a artist or a collector, by the way. Right. Um, so that is how I feel about that. Yeah, I like that. Actually, I had, um, if people want, are, are still, you know, thinking about this, um, we'll talk about this in other episodes. Everybody wants to know about pricing. But um, I had a really interesting conversation with Ali Kavanaugh. And I can't remember if it's in the episode or after we finished. She called me back and we had to talk about this. She, Ali Kavanaugh is the one, she does frescoes. Um, oh God, no, she, uh, are you kidding me? She's fucking amazing. Isn't she amazing? But she, oh was, she was so well known for her sock on arm paintings, right? Oh, yes. And she said she was selling them for, I forget what it was, not much, like $2,400 or whatever. And she was working, like her galleries couldn't keep them in stock. But she's like, I was still, she's, I was working 24-7 and still below the poverty line because by the time the gallery took half of it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and... I just wasn't in- increasing. And then she said she couldn't put her prices up because this is what people expected to pay. So she said to her, cl- her galleries, like, I want to put my prices way up. And then, cause she said, you know, my contemporaries are charging 10 grand for a painting. And they were like, well, no, because you can't jump. You can't do the same painting and have it for 2,400 galleries. If that is not their decision, that yeah. is the gallery. Listen to me, artists, listen <laughs> to me, artists. Uh-oh, I got her the gallerists up. are nothing without you. you. They work for you. 
If they are taking 50% from you, they should be advertising you, marketing you, slamming emails all day, working for their fucking 50%. You have a conversation with them, a business conversation with them. You've got, you've got to meet the, they, you know, they have got to listen to you and what your needs are as an artist. They don't fucking run the fucking show. The gallery is the middle man. They are selling what you are fucking creating. They are nothing without you. Period. The end. That was amazing because there was also an echo. So it sounded like you were talking in a megaphone and I love it. Well, I, that was I just. really good. You know, and that's why I tell artists, if you're going to have a relationship and you need a relationship, oh my God, I'm taking my jewelry off. That's when you know I'm going to Oh, oh God. Oh God, the pearls are coming <laughs> off. Shit, I'm about to take off this fucking bra right now. I'm taking say. my shoes off. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like what I say. This is a business deal and a business relationship. You should talk to your gallers. You know what? If they believe that they're going to sell you so much, are they in a position to go ahead and write you a check? For 50% for all of your work when you fucking drop it off? Yeah. Do they believe in you that much? You should have a fucking business conversation with them. And any artist that is going into a relationship with the gallery, this is a business relationship. Yeah, they're not doing you you a favor. Yeah. You have to be able to say what you want. You know what? You go into that gallery and you say, this is my expectations of you. I'm letting you represent me. You believe in me. I believe in you. We're working together. If you tell a gallery, you just sold all of those pieces for $2,500. I'm not making enough money. Explain to them the fucking law of economics. Explain to them if they are so great, they will understand how to position this to their collectors. Yeah. And the people that bought it at $2,500 will be so goddamn excited that the price has gone up. They should be excited to buy something else because they're going to know that they're going to go up again. Right. Yep. Amen. Oh my God, I get so fucking worked up about it. That being said, there are some amazing galleries out there. There are some, take some supportive, very amazing. good care. Yeah. Very good care of their artists. They live and die for their artists. They are amazing at what they do. They have an incredible collector base. They are business minded. They want their artists to be rich and they earn every dime. So mm-hmm. I am not a full blown gallery hater. I just want artists to understand the business relationship of working with a gallery. Yeah. They work for you. Yeah. And I think it's exactly, it's sort of like that inner positive voice. It's like, they're not getting picked up. Like, I think we're, we're trained to, especially women, like we're trained to be like, Oh my God, a gallery wants me. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, no, no, you're doing them a favor. If they don't, if there's no art to sell, they don't have a gallery. So you have to flip the script in your head and be like, you know, I am bringing the goods. And I think so many people, have the opposite thought pattern where they're like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky that this gallery wants me. It's like, no, they're lucky to have you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that we could say that about any relationship we have with anything in our life. And the other thing is, you know, if you're willing to work hard for your gallery and you know, you're working hard together, then of course it's going to be a great relationship because you work together. You work with your collectors together. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's, that's how I feel about that. Have you seen, have you seen Shrill? With A.D. Bryant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Such a good show. So in the, I think it was the second episode. Um, she goes to do a food review at a strip club. 
And um, and she's talking to one of the strippers about like, oh, you know, men and you know, do you like do you know, men make you do this? And she's like, what? She's like, I'm the one with the big ass and the and the big titties. She's like, men do what I want. And so, that's and, right, right. And so it's sort of like that, like, and that's what she says to the boyfriend later when he wants to do whatever. And she's like, no, I'm the one with the big ass and the big titties. We're gonna do what I want to do. And he was like, okay. And it just yeah, reminded me of yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It is a simple rule to winning that you play offense. Yeah. You don't play defense. Yeah. So there you have it. Okay. So next. Okay. Pictures of you on the toilet. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. fun. <laughs> so this is the question. Um, so there's one in Miami and one to promote your book. This listener wants to know, A, who takes the photo? B, what's the situation? Are you really going pee? Um, does yeah. she go to the bathroom with a photographer all the time, just in case there's a good photo? Well, <laughs> funny enough, funny enough, my um, my life partner slash husband slash love slash also, you know, um, you know, now that we're quarantined together, I kind of <laughs> want to kill him, but I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, he actually is a photographer. Oh. But the other thing is, is that okay? Before our Basel. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not going to do these like, um, oh my God, look at me. Look how awesome I look. Oh my God. Uh, like I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just, I, it's just my sense of humor yeah. that I think it's funnier to be all dressed up and to be about to go out the door to like, you know, a party the hill figures are throwing for me <laughs> and my art. And that it'd be like, you know, on, on the fucking crapper. Like to me, to me, there's more relatability <laughs> in that than there is trying to be like, oh yeah, look at me. You know, I just, um, I know it's a bit cringe. It's It's a bit cringy. It's, it's my, it's my sense of humor. And, um, and then as far as the book thing goes, I just, I just, you know, I thought that that was fucking funny to be, you know, trying to use a bathroom and somebody opening up the door. (laughs) And, um, I mean, I think we've all experienced that. I, I don't know. I've always just said that there's a lot of relatability and shit that goes wrong more than, the shit that's perfect exactly. and that goes right. Yeah, because it's um, all, it's not real anyway, the perfect stuff. Well, like, I mean, you know, how are we bonding right now? We're all in, in a quarantine together. We're all kind of losing our minds. We all have fear. We all have anxiety. It's all these vulnerabilities and things that are, are upsetting and that have shook in our lives that are bringing us all closer together as humans. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me being on the shitter is just, it's just it to me it's just funny it's just my sense of humor well there's a follow-up to it It says um does she ever hesitate to post them or take them down when if she feels overexposed and I was like oh I already know where this is going why would I feel overexposed by that what do I have to lose by being um having a photograph taken of me on the I, I don't I don't I'm not I don't really take posts down I mean I I um I think it's funny. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then she says, um, how did she get to a point where she feels this comfortable or has she always been this confident? I mean, I feel like, and just listen to me and hear me out. But if you start these little things like, ooh, I turned my light on. Ooh, I brushed my teeth. Ooh, I made it in my bed. Ooh, I made my post. Ooh, I bought some red paint. Ooh, I got fresh water from my from my brushes. I promise you, that little inner voice, you're building an armor mm-hmm. in, around your around your heart and your brain. You're 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 growing like you, you, it makes you sprout little wings, like because you're just like, I'm 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 okay. Everything's all right, and I feel like it just it, it makes you uh, r- radiate, you know, uh, positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> it feels like I, I feel like a hug right now. That feels like a hug in words. Well, it does. Mm-hmm. You know, like ooh, like right now, I've almost had a whole bottle of water while I've been on the phone with you. You know what? Damn, Danielle, yeah. I've had, I drink some water and that is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now what you need to do, you know what you need to do? You need to throw auto-tune on that. Your auto-tune songs make me ridiculously happy. <laughs> I know. I It makes me happy too because it's just so ridiculous. It's so I mean, stupid. And I, I laugh out loud in the house in Canada because I'm like, oh my God. And then I took a screen grab of it so that I could purposely put it in this post, like where you're like talking about something. And then the next story, you're wearing that um, pearl headdress. Yeah, that's my thinking hat. Oh my God, I love it so much. (laughs) So you add that to an auto-tune song and I'm like, I'm done. I'm good for the day. Yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than I, I have a bizarre sense of humor. I've always been weird. Um... Have I always been confident? No. I mean, I felt very awkward and strange. And I mean, even to this point, like I see some of these like beautiful, gorgeous women in New York or in Los Angeles and, you know, they jog 20 miles a day and, you know, um, they, you know, their boobs are completely on point and, you know, my nipples are touching, you know, the top roll in my stomach right now. And (laughs) that's also amazing. But I think because I just appreciate myself and that I'm just trying to do the right thing that I have just a great appreciation for other people and what they're doing. And so, yeah, Yeah. what the fuck do I have to lose? I feel like your dad was probably a huge part of that. No, he seems like he just has your back. Oh, and he just is such a free spirit. Yeah. It's um, like you're like a mini him. Like I love seeing pictures of you guys together because it's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing a lot of screaming therapy on FaceTime. and uh, Well, even your stories with him at Thanksgiving and stuff where, oh, my God, where he's talking about like a turkey's butthole and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God, I was laughing so hard. And I was like, okay, the apple does not fall far from the tree. (laughs) I know. And like I've I've (laughs) – You know, bless him. He's got a great, he, you know what? I get my sense of humor from him. He's got a fucking great sense of humor. He has an unbelievable work ethic. And I feel like one of my superpowers is that, you know, I am a woman who was raised by a man. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, that gave me a lot of confidence. And um, like what would he say? Like when you were younger, if you were feeling bullied or picked on or whatever, I, I just, I, I imagine he's the one that sort of put that inner dialogue in your head to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, you know, he was traveling a lot when I was younger because he was running his business. And so I was just so happy to be around him. I don't know that I really had those conversations. I was probably very um, introverted about that. I sure Mm. as hell didn't want to tell my mom about it. Um, Mm. uh, She, she, you know, I think, I think my exploration of um, what it means to be an American woman really stems from my relationship. A lot of it um, you know, from, from my relationship with my mom or lack thereof. Um, we're just very, very, very different women, um, in, in different eras, no less, but mm-hmm. and uh, like the very Southern bell kind of expectations, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Which is so um, funny. Cause you are such a Southern bell. Like you just nail it. 
Well, You're really nailing the woman, it. <laughs> the woman would make me like this hand-sewn Easter dress. Okay? I know. I love those pictures so much. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you do, Danielle, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my God. And then she would put like – I had my monogram on my underwear until I started my fucking period. I had like a fucking bonnet, a bonnet, Danielle, <laughs> a fucking bonnet. And it would be like Easter morning, and I'm out in the flower bed digging for like bugs and worms with a jar, completely hopped up on a sugar high and, and thinking, well, why would she be mad at me? Well, it's because, you know, Easter was about her because she had made this dress that she wanted to show off that she was like the perfect mother to all the other moms. Meanwhile, I've gotten dirt all over it. I've drooled chocolate malt balls all over it. I've put, I'm carrying around a frog in my hand when I get to church. I mean, you know, I've always, I mean, it just, it, it is who I am. I know. know. I just, I love it. It makes me so happy. It's, and it, it, you can see it in what you do. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's a two-parter. We're off the toilet now. And so, okay. Um, This is about collaborating with clients. I'd love to know how she decides who to collaborate with. Um, Mm -hmm. This seems like something I'd like to do more of, but I've heard horror stories of companies taking advantage of artists. Oh yeah. So think of that for a second. And then secondly, um, what are her recos for getting your work in front of and noticed by the companies you want to work with? Okay, first and foremost, 99% of the time, those collaborations are their idea. You cannot approach a lot of these companies and think that you're going to sway what their marketing plan already is because billion-dollar corporations start you know, a year and a half, two years out. It, it has to be their idea. The thing about it is, is as you continue to grow with your career and you continue to get more clients and you continue in that connectivity, you're going to come across people in different um, opportunities to have collaborations. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, yeah, they're fucking nightmare stories dealing with fucking corporations because at the same time, you know, they're greedy bastards and don't be fooled by promises of exposure, et cetera. (laughs) You need to evaluate. Number one, here's my criteria. Number one, can I learn from this person? Number two, um, is their product something of value that my collectors are going to respond to? Is this something that continues the energy that I'm putting out in the world? Mm-hmm. Number three, if I'm producing a product right out of the gate, are they trying to fuck me or do they have enough respect to say, if, if they're doing all the marketing and they're doing all the production and it was their idea and they're selling a product are they being fair about what they're offering me as payment? Because listen to me and hear me. If they are making money, you should make money. There is more than enough brownie in a pan for every motherfucker in the room. From the get-go, if they are trying to fuck you financially, this is not a good this it it, it it ain't worth doing. Yeah. It ain't it's not a partnership worth, if it's not a partnership. No, it's not a partnership if everyone isn't making money. Mm-hmm. It's are they working for exposure? <laughs> Is it you know, if they are working for exposure, then then entertain that idea. If they want your artwork for a for a product, you need to ask specific questions. How much does it cost you to make it? What are you retailing it for? How many are you producing? How many stores will this be in? What is your marketing plan? Ask questions. Yep. Ask 
questions. And when you go into a room or when you have the opportunity to have these conversations with people, the more questions you ask and the more on your game are, the more fucking money you're going to get paid. And when they throw out a number to you, you tell them that you'll get back to them. Because I promise you, it is a numbers game. They 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 lowball. They lowball. I've probably had two collaborations where they offered me money, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." All the other ones, I had to fight for it, and I always end up getting what I fucking wanted. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't do it, right? Like, it's like the gallery Ooh. thing. It's like it has to be a partnership. Otherwise, don't do it. It's just going to make you feel bad. It's going to end up in disaster. And like, why put yourself through that? Well, I mean, would you go have sex with some guy at the bar just because he told you, hey, now you get to go tell everybody you fucked me? <laughs> or, or do you want him to buy you dinner? Do you, do you want him to fucking take you to a movie? Do you want him to fucking woo you? You know, I mean, come on. <sighs> You're the best. Um, oh, okay, this is a good this is a good segue into the next one. Um, kind of. Uh, I saw her on Project Runway. Woo-woo! And I'd like to know if she had a favorite in the finale. Outside, I just want to hear about that whole experience. So, did you have a favorite in the finale? Oh, my God. I, I love Jeffrey so much. Mm-hmm. Um, he is incredible. Love Nancy. I've got to be honest with you. I absolutely loved all of them so much. Loved uh, Danielle. She's magnificent and has become a friend in our life. They are all so talented. And when I tell you the process that they go through on that show of creativity, the time crunches they have, they are all fucking amazing. Victoria was incredible. I have a lot of respect for every single one of those contestants and, and what they produced. Um, uh, I, I was very, very happy with the winner, but when I tell you that I, I really have a lot of respect for each one of them creatively and individually. I, I really fucking mean that. I'm not, I'm not being diplomatic. That, that is very hard what they do. And, and also, I can't sew. It's incredible. If Danielle, if you said, Ashley, I'll give you a million dollars to make me a pair of pants with like buttons, a zipper and pockets, I would just be like, I'm fucked. I can't. I cannot make any. I, can you imagine? Like I. Yeah, me too. It's something, and the time crunches, I can't even imagine working like that, but yeah, like what kind of an experience, that must have been such an amazing experience for you. You know what I love? I love that show because it's not mean spirited, and I love that the contestants are like there for each other, and there's just this wonderful spirit of create, 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 and it celebrates human creativity, and I've always been a fan of the show, always, 100%. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that was so fun. And Brandon is so fun and Christian's so fun. And Nina Garcia is wonderful. And Elaine is great. And, and Carly Kloss's hips stop where my titties begin. <laughs> I mean, she's so tall and so nice and so brilliant. And, um, it, it was a, it was a wonderful collection of very creative, um, individuals. And I celebrate that. Well, you know what I love too is, um, very much like the Seth Meyers, like with you being on late night, I love that an artist was a guest judge. I love that an artist was on late night like that, you know, artists don't often get those opportunities. And I love that you took that opportunity and ran with it. And it's such a megaphone to every other artist to be like, yeah, like, get well, you know what, soapbox. you know what, let me just whoop, 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 take you back a minute. <laughs> Even though I said I didn't like to go in the past, but let me remind you that I was told 
by a lot of people, I would never fucking make it. I was told I was not marketable. Mm -hmm. I was told that there was no way to go get a fucking corporate job in a cubicle. And you know what? They can all lick my asshole. They can lick it from the back to the fucking front (laughs) because you can make this however, this career of yours, however the fuck you want to make it. There's as much creativity in your marketing as it is with your art itself. Yeah. You can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish if you are willing to work for it and if you surround yourself <coughs> with supportive positive people mm-hmm. stay away from fucking assholes i yeah. say that all the time i know well my art teacher told me <clears throat> that quote i should never paint again and here we are so <sighs> they can lick your asshole too Daniel. yeah yeah sure that sounds fun <laughs> and then take me for dinner though i don't want just that Oh, um, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving Danielle, on from my asshole. I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you would embarrass me so much in public. Like, I can't even. <laughs> like, I, I often, because, you know, people think, like, I'm like, we've never met. We've actually never met you and I in person. And I, I yeah. we will one day. And then I'm also kind of terrified of like being out for dinner with you and a group. Why? Because you would make me do things, I feel like. No, I wouldn't. You, you would be very, you would be very surprised by me. I'm actually, you know, people think I'm always like wide open and look, I turn it up for you on this podcast. <laughs> You, this is the jealous curator, not the embarrassed curator. <laughs> I, I I actually go to some places and I I I like to celebrate. I would buy you, I would buy champagne and put you on a party bus until you were either going to throw up or need to go home. But but I would also take care of you, you know, if if you didn't feel good. Like I'm 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 I I got you, Daniel. I trust I'm you. Not- Can we get lobster too? We can have love. We can have whatever the fuck you want. I love it. Okay, I'm in. When this quarantine is over, honey, we're going to have it all. I know. I got to come there. As soon as this is over, I, I'm on come a on. super cheap flight. No, they'll, they'll probably be expensive by then. Okay. <clears throat> Please ask her if she's looking for any summer interns. Maybe fall <laughs> interns. You know what? I always love um, meeting new people and people that are interested in being a part of my world. I do like... And, and I don't, I don't have any unpaid positions at my studio. I think that's horseshit. That's something else that I'm, I don't understand expecting people to work for free. I think that's so slimy Mm -hmm. and I think it sets a really bad example for the workforce. Um, so I, I am always looking for incredible, um, individuals. So you can always send a resume to, uh, why don't you send it to Ashley Art? at ashleylongshore.com and I can have my team look at it. Um, but I usually like for people to be at least a junior in college because mm-hmm. I feel like you've gotten past, you know, studying in school and you've gotten into your rhythm, you know, you know, um, grades are really important. You got to get through school. Um, and then, um, cause I take this shit very seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, people that are spending money on my artwork, um, you know, I, I bow to them and this is not a game. This is not a party. Um, and anybody on my team would tell you that I'm, I am, I'm in a very intense person to work for because, God damn it. I've got a job to do, Yeah, you know, yeah, I've got a job to do. So, you know, un- under full disclosure that this is not a party and I expect everyone on my team to work as hard as I do and to be on point and to, to be a team player, which my team is fucking unbelievable. 
um, yeah, send your fucking resume. We'll have a look. I love it. Um, okay, this question comes from, I'm supposed to tell you, this comes from Mr. Cinco de Sanchez. Uh, okay, I know who that is. <laughs> he wants to know, and I said that he sent two questions, because the first question, I said, oh, that was already on my list. So he sent I'm a backup. I'm going to kill him. I'm, I'm actually going to call him right when I get off this phone. Okay, okay what is it? What is okay. it? Okay, A, which is more important for inner happiness, a vajayshal or anal bleaching? And yes, he said, I Googled, and yes, a vajayshal is a thing. And I, I said, oh, damn, me- I already had that on my list. For me, it would be a vajayshal. Mm-hmm. I've never bleached my asshole, but I'm not totally opposed to it. I actually have a friend um, that bleaches his asshole every week. He, he does like self-bleaching and all this kind of stuff. And he's like the best. He's one of my favorite people. Um, you don't want to yeah, go wrong vaj- with that. Vajayshal. Vajayshal, Mr. Cinco. Okay. And um, because I told him I already had that on my original list of questions, he said, fine, I have a follow-up that he said, I bet you do not have on your list. Is um, kangaroo saliva or camel semen better for post-treatment moisturizing? Camel semen, of course. Everybody knows that. I can't believe he even asked that question as if. Yeah, this is my friend. He calls himself Cinco. I know exactly who this is. We have this ongoing joke. We have this ongoing joke that he has five testicles. (laughs) Oh, hence the Cinco? (laughs) That's what he said. Yeah, and I mean, again, guys, I I mean, I'm not going to apologize for having very creative, outrageous (laughs) friends. And I just, you know, the weirder the better for me. Oh, my God, the photos of you two are some of my favorite things ever. Yes. And now I've become a pretend friend with him on Instagram. Yeah, he's marvelous. Let's let's not out him. No, we won't. We won't. No, we won't. But uh, it was very funny that he's like, so he sent me these questions. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, tell her these questions come from. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I can't wait to call him after this. <laughs> um, okay, next. Um, so the final one, and I think we've talked about this before, but how many hours do you paint in a day? Average, I guess. <sighs> Okay, so I will wake up and I would do my watercolors when I'm having my coffee. Lately, I've been having this chia pudding <gasps> um, made with like cashew milk. I'm obsessed with it, oh and God, I put raw honey on it, and I'll slice up like a banana or I'll put like a little raspberry on it. It's mm-hmm, fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. So I'll do my little watercolors in the morning just to kind of like scradubly around. Then I get to my studio at nine. So I would paint from like nine to six. Then when I get home, I was scadoodly around again with some more watercolors, probably till about 730 or so. So 12 hours. Wow. Sometimes more depending, you know, and then, and then, um, you know, I've told you my 24 hour, 24 hours in a day, you've got eight to work, eight for you, eight for sleep. There's no reason to ever not get everything done. If you break it down like that, Mm, I like that, you know, part of me right now that I realized last week when all this happened was, was that this career is everything to me. This is my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of artists would feel the same way because we're sharing our thoughts and we're putting our soul out there in a tangible form. And, you know, I don't have kids running around. I don't, this is my everything. This is my everything. So I've gone into that personal time with, with my art. So a lot of times when I'm not painting, um, then I'm answering emails. And even during the day, I'm on conference calls or I'm Skyping and I'm um, meeting with collectors. It is 
so much of my life. And I freaked out last week because I was like, what do I do? What do I do if this is gone? You know, like I just had this moment of the human connectivity and the fear of like, it's gone. You know, everything that I've worked for and all this is falling apart. And, and I know that sounds very selfish amongst all of the crisis and the health problems that people are having from this, but it was just a moment and I'm being honest and I'm yeah, being vulnerable. Yeah, I'm, I think everybody's having that moment too. It's, you, you can't not. And I just feel like it's kind of also made me realize like, shit, I need to add a few more things to my repertoire. Like I love to play guitar. I love to skadoodle around, but I need maybe a little bit more balance in my life because this is, this is my fucking everything. It's not only my everything now while I'm alive, but I'm trying to build a pyramid so that when I'm dead, I'm, you know, I still have this fortress of celebrating art and having my own art collection, which thanks, by the way, Jealous Curator, You're Danielle, welcome. you keep posting shit and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need that. I bought that. I want that. I need that. I'm saving up for this. Like I, you, your, your Instagram feed costs me at least half a million dollars a year, by the way. I know you should just have Jealous Curator in your spreadsheet for your but CFO. You know what though? I love it because I'm investing in, in the arts, like people pay me and then I take that money and it goes right back into, um, right back into the art world. Yeah. Actually, I ran into, I ran into a collector at, uh, God, what was the name of the art fair I went to in New York? Um, it was like maybe like a month ago and, and I bought, I bought, I bought a sculpture and I bought this amazing painting and I ran into this lady and she's like, Oh my God, Ashley, I'm so happy to meet you. I've got three of your paintings. Um, I love your work. And I'm like, Thank you so much for that. So I just spent the money that you gave me and I bought more art. And so your art is making, uh, your money is making, uh, you know, uh, is orbiting around in the art universe. How great is that? So great. And her eyes just lit up, you know? So, um, and that's why I, I love, you know, when people message me and go, Oh, I bought this because I saw the post with it. And that it's like the, the matchmaking dream for me. Like it makes me so happy that I get to be part of that, um, machine or whatever. You like be part of you that. Are. It's you exciting. are. It's amazing. so exciting. I love it. You're, you're incredible. You you're are. You're incredible. No, you are. No, you. No, um, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. You are. Um, um, that's all the things, but I'll edit this out if I'm not allowed to say this. Are we allowed to talk about Miley? Yeah, so Wednesday, April 1st, I'm going to be on Bright Minded with Miley. <laughs> See, auto-tune. We need to auto-tune that. Yeah, <laughs> with Miley. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It and we're so going to be releasing something really fun for people to do. And um, we're going to be super silly. And we're going to talk about creativity. And it's going to be really, really awesome. Love it. I love it. You're always doing so many exciting things. I just, you know, it's just so fun to watch. And um, thank you for being so um, candid because I wanted, I didn't want you to just come on and be like, everything's awesome. Like, I, I'm so glad that you came on and just actually, like, everyone's feeling this crazy roller coaster right now. And you're on the roller coaster with us. And we'll, oh, all, yeah, girl, we'll all get off at the end. Awesome. No, well, everything is not awesome. No. Um, and and I, I'm sad, I'm scared. I am, um, I'm afraid I'm hurt. It pains me to see the people that are suffering right now. It's unbelievable to see people who are dying from this. It is very real. We are all experiencing it. 
but I just can't emphasize the importance and the power of you waking up, brushing your fangs and going, yay, yeah. yay, 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 yay. Just try to have that little inner, I think I can, I think I can, because, you know, you can. It, it helps. Yeah. It helps. We're, we're all together right now. And there's going to be times when we talk, Danielle, when things are just, when the world is on fire in the best of ways and, and incredible things are happening. And right now is a time of reflection and, and, um, and, and, and more than anything, an illumination of how connected we are mm-hmm. in, in our human experience. And, and artists are just so damn important in putting that feeling out there in different ways for us to relate to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so optimistic about all the beauty and incredible artistry that will spawn from this. Or even if you're an artist right now and you don't fucking feel like painting and you fucking don't feel like, you know, you're going to create your best piece of work right now guess what? That's fucking okay too. Yeah. We just want you to take care of yourself in those little moments and know that like, we're all here together and everything, we we are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. This is temporary and we're going to be okay. So that's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much. You amazing lady. Go take off your bra. Go jump in your pool. I'm about to jump in my pool, but that's naked. It's happening. No sunblock. <laughs> Sunburn titties, y'all. Sunburn titties. <laughs> no, okay. Now that was the perfect way to end. <laughs> okay, you have an amazing um, day, and I will talk to you soon. And thank you again for this. Thank you, Danielle. Okay, love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Man, oh man, that lady makes this Canadian girl blush. But that is exactly why I love her. <laughs> I've got Night Out in New Orleans with Ashley Longshore on my life bucket list for 2020. Okay, maybe 2021 at this stage. Either way, we are going to make it happen. I hope nobody takes my picture sitting on a toilet. Okay, anyway, there was nothing that I did not love about that interview. You guys did a great job with your questions. Um, the only weak spot, perhaps my contribution to the scream therapy. Yeah, it was a bit weak. I will give you that. But that is just because Charlie was sleeping. I will work on my volume slash length of scream as soon as he's up, I promise. So I was not kidding, was I? We covered a lot of stuff and then some. (laughs) It's always hard to pick a favorite moment with Ashley, but I really do think her advice about cheering yourself on from the moment you wake up is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. I vote for using the next month of solitude to practice exactly that. Use this quarantine to teach your inner voice to be a cheerleader, not an asshole, if, you know, that happens to be the case. Also, I mentioned it quickly in passing, but please feel free to jump in on the fun that so many of us are having with the 30-day art quarantine hashtag on Instagram. I think we're closing in or have just passed 8,000 artsy posts. So you can either make a little something every day, like a 30-day challenge, um, or you can work on a bigger project a little bit or a lot every day. It has helped me so much. And I know it's a distraction, but some of us need a distraction right now. So if you need that, I hope it's going to help you too. Just add hashtag 30-day art quarantine to whatever you post so that the rest of us can see what you're up to. Thank you so much to Ashley for brushing her fangs and putting on a bra so that she would come and do this with me. 
Everything that we talked about, um, links and um, images are all over on my site right now on thejealouscurator.com. Thank you so much to the Thrive Network for supporting this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. Stay home, wash your hands, save a life. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.